All right, <laughs> everybody, welcome to Beer and or Bible. That should be the new intro. That was a very like m- like very calming voice or like you know very jazzy in- voice. <laughs> very NPR on a Sunday evening. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, all right, everybody. I am our lead questioner and architect. I think architect. Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. Neil, and this is the only guy that does anything. That's <laughs> yeah. And I am Chris, the lead alcohol drinker, right, and right. official Bible reader. <laughs> I don't know why we've never been like, this is the beer and this is the Bible. <laughs> it's too on the mm. nose. And you are also, I mean, technically you are the beer and the Bible. Because I read the Bible? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tonight we're continuing with Matthew chapter 14. We're going to wrap this up and get out of chapter 14. No way. That's, we're moving at a breakneck speed <laughs> break for us. Speed. So we started off the chapter with this party that Herod had and the killing off of John the Baptist, which is our last closing out. It's really interesting to me because Matthew does this thing where he keeps bringing John in. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he's got certain, I would say almost sections that he has of, and I'm not saying these in order, by the way. You definitely have action Jesus. This is where he's healing and (laughs) arguing with people and doing that. Then you have like teaching Jesus where he gets in, he's going to do a diatribe about something about the kingdom of heaven usually. And then there are also these drops of like, oh, back to John the Baptist we haven't talked about in a few chapters. And then back to John the Baptist, and we have one of those. But it's kind of a sad one because we kill off John the Baptist. He was a good one. Yeah. Lost one of the good ones. Yeah. So then we go to Action Jesus again in in that section. We feed the 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. And now he's getting on a boat. He's heading out of there. He's like, I'm... I need some alone time. Actually, he's not on the boat. He wants some alone time. So he's going to... Put everybody else on the boat. Check out our last episode if you haven't heard it yet. But essentially, Jesus is like, I need some alone time. He was going to a place to get alone. And then like roughly 15,000 people roll up there. So like, <laughs> this is not my version of alone time. So he takes care of their needs. And then he goes, you guys go away. Go back to your hometowns. And the disciples are like, what are we going to do? He's like, I'm so sick of you guys. I'm going to go up on a mountain for a while. Which mountain? I'm not telling you. <laughs> We're not. No. <laughs> no, Thomas. Go away. Yeah, this is this is Mount Nunya. Yeah, and then he says, like, you guys go on the boat and go across the lake. I'm going to meet you guys there tomorrow morning, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how I imagine it. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so that is our scene set. I feel like a, like a play director, playwright. Scene set. <laughs> so if you don't mind, go ahead and read chapter 14, verses 22 and 23. Got it. Got it. Oh, let's see. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Yeah. yeah so that's funny. How do you think he dismissed them? The way he, like, dismissed those people selling shit in the temple. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Go, go, go. He's, like, swinging around a branch. He's throwing dry fish at them. Were they all still sitting in their groups of hundreds and tens? Like, okay, group, table one, table two, like a you wedding. You are dismissed. You're yeah. Dismissed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He just disciples. runs away real fast, and everybody's like. What if he's like, get on the boat, and like, well, we're going to help you dismiss them. I said, get on the boat. Yeah. I'll take care of this. I just need you guys to GTFO. Yeah. <laughs> Please. So, I, I don't know. There was some speculation, like, how late does a party go when you've fed everybody? Because everyone's like, you know, we're getting hungry. We might want to leave because yeah. we're getting hungry. And he's like, here's some food. They're like, oh, we got food. Let's party here. He's like, <sighs> 
I don't know, because I'm kind of, well, it depends on what kind of party, because, like, if I've been drinking and I get the food in me, then I get tired, and then I just go to sleep. So that's, like, party over is, like, after you eat. But, yeah, if you go to, like, a dinner party, you eat, and everybody's got to hang out. Some people have drinks afterwards, like a weirdo. Like, I go for the long haul, like the okay. marathon drinking. Explain this to me. All right, so instead of just, like, some people go in and just, like, hammer down shots or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, they get real fucked up real fast. I'm more of a long game type of dude. Like, my PCP was real surprised when I told him that sometimes on a Saturday I'll put down, like, a 12-pack Okay. of, like, some high-grade shit. But it's like, you go for the long burn, like, one beer an hour. You just kind of keep it flowing a little bit, a little light. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Have a little snack during the day just to keep it soaked up. You're just maintaining the buzz. I like just like the nice buzz all day rather than just being drunk. And then at the end of the day, when it's time to polish it off, which may be like nine, ten o'clock, eight, nine, ten o'clock, whenever, or whenever we eat dinner, you know, I'm like, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and soak this shit up. It's like, I make it like, you know, you're drinking. And then at the end of the day, you eat some food, put that in there, and the sponge soaks up all the alcohol, and then you pass out and go to sleep. Yeah. And I've seen where you already have Gatorade or Pedialyte. Mm-hmm. The day before. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't like hangovers, man. I like drinking. I don't like hangovers. So I like mitigate that in any way possible. But food for me is like the nightcap. I do like your preparation. In our younger years, there was very little preparation in the night no, of party. No, 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 no. That was a mess. But last time we were hanging out, it was like, yeah, this is well thought out. Oh, yeah. I, dr- I drove us everywhere. I'm a professional. Actually, I drove, I've always driven us. Yes, that's true. That's Yeah, I, I'm always the DD. That's very true. And right. bless you for that. God will bless you. You got you were my cross to bear. <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> for me, the party would taper down at the end, like after you fed everybody. Okay. But I don't know about these these freeloaders. Yeah, so uh, we don't know. I'm I'm thinking like they didn't bring lamps or anything. So it's springtime, closer to the equator. Mm-hmm. So you know, seven, eight o'clock would be my guess. Like, uh, we should probably start making our way back home. Yeah. Um, depending on how close it is to Passover. Passover, I believe, is a is a full moon. So if it's pretty close, they might have had some some light to walk by. I don't really know. So one of the things that's interesting to me and to any of our non-believing audience is that there are some discrepancies here. And that's a big thing. If we don't talk about discrepancies, it's not out of trying to avoid anything. It's just like something we miss. Like I, I yeah. can't read everything. Yeah, we're we're not going to shy away from yeah. the or Neil's not going to shy away from the uncomfortableness of it. We, that's where we thrive. Yes. So in Mark's account, so this is a different biography of Jesus. It says that he tells them to go to. He's like, you jump in the boat and you want to go to Bethsaida, and the Matthean account that they were in Bethsaida and they're going away from it. So there is a question: is like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a discrepancy. One is two, and one's away from. So some people say that it has something to do with the Aramaic or Hebrew translation when you're talking about la, like two or towards something. So it could be different. It could also be in the same way that you would say el pani. Like the the main thing is to understand is that there could be a difference between the Aramaic and the Greek and how it's translated and how those prepositions are used. Hmm. I know I'm not really going really giving you all the grammatical understanding, but just understand it's something that could be switched up in translation. And fortunately we have enough conversation as well as enough understanding geographically to, if you were to say, all right, here's how I would say it in Greek. How would I say the same thing in Aramaic? And you can go, Oh, I could say it this way, which would get the same idea across, but I could understand if I went backwards, it would do that. If you've ever played with Google Translate, switching things back and forth, yeah, you can go like, oh, that gets a little weird fast. So anyways, that 
just wanted to put that out there. Either way, they're probably heading to the west, the west of, across the Sea of Galilee or the Lake of Galilee. Gotcha. That's what I was about to ask is where I forgot where they were going or what yeah. lake they or what body of water they were on. Yeah. So they're on the Sea of Galilee, which is the same sea and ocean or whatever, like a body of water mm-hmm. that Andy, Pete, Jimmy, and John. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you did that. <laughs> Just on the fly. Uh, so let's go ahead and read about these guys, which all is right. good. Like, they, all right, well, one, they have a boat. Two, yeah, they're they familiar know, with they're the familiar water, with yeah. them. They're familiar with them. stomping grounds. Yeah. All right, 24 to 25. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. <laughs> like some kind of... Bad motherfucker. I'm now I'm wondering how was he walking? <laughs> yeah. Was he just like he's got a he's got a little a little lip to him? Lip to him, yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. His name is Humpty. All right. <laughs> if anybody gets that, you... he's like he's standing on the side and he's like looking out. He's like ah, those bitches haven't made it too far. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna walk out there. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm not trying to walk two miles across the lake whether I'm Jesus or not. But if they're like. If I can see him, I'll walk out there and fuck with him. That's a, that would be my first thought. Is like, oh, I'm gonna fuck with these guys so hard. <laughs> Actually, side story. Yeah. So it was like we're doing night rides right now for the mountain bike thing during the week. So like we rode Mill Mountain. Well, it's a, I'm gonna name drop stuff. Mill Mountain's like the center point of the town we live in in Roanoke. Like it, it's like right. It's a mountain. It's more of a hill. I think it's like 850, 900 feet of elevation. Okay, not much. Right in the middle of town. Like, literally, downtown surrounds it. And yes. then, like, but there's mountain bike trails and hiking trails on it. And um, at the top, there's this big overlook with a big fucking fluorescent star, like neon star, like 50 feet tall. I don't know. Yeah. It's big. It's yeah. a big star. I don't know when. It's been up there forever. Uh, 40s or 50s. Yeah, I don't know it's, why it's up yeah, there. But it's been there for 50 years at least. It calls the Star City because of that goofy shit. Yes. Anyway, <clears throat> so our thing on Wednesday or Thursday nights is we'll all pack a beer in our backpack and we'll ride up to the top and drink the beer and come back down. But we pedal up the front side of the mountain and then we come down the back side of the mountain and we're riding at night and we use lights. So like we get got to this one part of the trail where we'd already been riding a good bit and they're like, hey, let's go down Virginia Pine, which is like this offshoot. It's like this little side shoot trail that goes way down to the very bottom and then you have to climb back out of it. It's not like part of a circle or a loop. You go down and then come back to the starting point. So, so it's kind of like... So it's like the furthest drop, but it drops below your starting point. So you yes. can come back up. Yeah, okay, so okay, it's basically just a little offshoot. It's not like you go to get to a cooler destination or it loops around to where we, we're going to end the ride or anything like that. It's just like, take a left here. You're going to go way down, and it's kind of fun, but then you have to climb all the way back up out of that to where we started. And um, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to do Virginia Pine right now. And everybody's like, oh, come on, come on, come on. I was like, all right, cool, I'll do it. I'll just go in the rear. And so they dropped in, and I just cut my lights off. I was like, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> and then like, so they realized it pretty quick because they knew I was full of shit. And um, so I went and hid in the woods with all my lights turned off, and at night, like in the woods, like on the backside of the mountain, there's no light, no houses. I mean, there's houses down in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. But like, so I'm sitting in the woods at night, just waiting to fuck with these people. Like my friends, 
And then I finally see the lights come trickling up. It was like 10 minutes of me hanging out. And it was like a, it was a three quarter moon or whatever you call it. Like, yeah, it was pretty bright even without my lights. Was it waxing or waning? Yes. But it was enough where I had to hide it behind a tree. Okay. Because it was like, well, I didn't have to, but I thought I needed to. I didn't need lights and I could clearly see through the trees and stuff, but they were looking at lights. So their eyes hadn't adjusted yet. So I was like, this is the perfect plan. <laughs> my drunk brain was like, I'm like three beers deep at this point. Yes. I drink while I'm riding mountain bikes. It's not a problem. It's pretty much the standard for anyone that rides mountain bikes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, hiding in the woods. And they come pedaling up. And then, I, like, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm on my bike. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I can see it all in my mind. It's like, I'm just going to drop down onto it. But I can hear them at the, like, they're, like, 50 yards away from me. Like, where's Stanley? Where's Stanley? What happened to Stanley? I thought he was behind us. No, I bet that asshole pedaled on the rest of the way to the top of the hill. <laughs> And so they start coming, and my plan was to drop down, surprise, motherfucker, and, like, scare them. <laughs> but they were, like, maybe 20, 30 feet away from me, and they're like, hey, he's right there. I was like, son of a bitch. But like, so I could think, you know, completely ruin my plan. So I could think, like, if I was Jesus, I'd be standing on the side of the <laughs> lake being like, oh, I'm going to fuck with these guys so hard. Because that's immediately where my mind goes on shit like this. It's like hiding in the woods. Could be attacked by a bear, because there's a lot of bears around there, because you can't hunt on Mill Mountain or anywhere around there. Like, I'm sitting there, like, risking being attacked by a bear just to fuck with my friends because I think it'd be funny. My stupid drunk ass in the woods, like, by myself. I could see Jesus doing that. Like, just keep in mind that he just went up on a mountain by himself. Yeah. And then there's a big storm. Also, if Jesus is, like, so smart and knows what's going on, he's like, if he knows the storm's coming and he's like, he knows it's going to come too soon, he's like, you guys get on. Maybe that's why he's like, no, you guys go ahead of me because he like needs them. He wants them to be out during the storm. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna teach him. I'm gonna teach him who's in charge. He's like, like, no, we're gonna help you uh, dismiss everybody. No, you guys, get, no, go ahead. I got it. I got it. You guys, like, get, get a head start. You'll, you'll get across the lake faster if you go now. Leave now. Well, hey, back in the Old Testament, God had to keep reminding him who the boss was. Maybe this is one of Jesus's little fuck around and find out parts. He's like, <laughs> he kind of tricks him into it. I feel like, I, you know, he's a benevolent God, but sometimes sometimes he likes to fuck around a little. <laughs> I like how benevolent and malevolent all are very, very close. Because you can be like, he's a... Which one did he say? Did you say malevolent a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which one? Which God are you? I need this to be very clear for me. Maybe that's where the whole fear God thing came from. It's like, I love you, but you're also a little... I put you into this world, I can take you out. Yeah, there is some fuckery about. (laughs) Uh, So, going back to the watches thing, we haven't talked about this yet at all. I don't know what I'm going back to. I'm just interrupting you. I'm just jumping into this. Good. That's what I'm always interrupting you. I deserve it. All right. There are, in a Jewish context, there are three watches, but in a Roman context, there are four watches. Mm. So, we're going to go with the the Roman one. So, it's six to nine, nine to midnight, midnight to 3 a.m., and 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. So, this is like four or five. You would go with the Roman one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> How often do you think about the Roman Empire, Neil? Every time I read the freaking Bible. <laughs> we can't get away from it. It's not my fault that Jesus decided to show up during the Roman Empire, okay? Well, I mean, for God's sakes, I wouldn't show up during, like, the Ottoman. Or, no, the Mon- Mongolian. The Mongolian Empire? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, 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 as far as empires go, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I got to stay focused on this. So they've gone roughly 25 or 30 stadia, which Matthew simply calls a long distance. Thank you, Matthew, for your very, very specific number there. But we're like... He's a money guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we're looking about like 3.5 miles they've gone ac- across this. But they like they haven't really 
gone very far because they have been as Matthew writes is like they're battered by the wind. They're t- literally the word literally is tormented. They are tormented by the wind, or the wind is contrary is another word they use. Like the wind is contrary to the direction they're going. <laughs> so many things. It's Greek, man. I'm it's not Greek. Gonna, I'm not touching that one. Okay. <laughs> so they are rowing against the wind and having a heck of a time getting across this thing. So yeah, now Jesus is walking across the lake. And that's pretty freaky. So let's go ahead and read 26 and 27. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Yeah. (laughs) To translate, got him, got you, bitch. (laughs) It's probably Peter, too. Uh, I don't think we have anything saying it was absolutely Peter. it was Peter. Well, we'll get to him eventually. <laughs> I might have been Philip in this one. I'd have to look at the other stories. <laughs> Anyways, so this is a pretty weird miracle. In fact, there's nothing in rabbinic literature that is similar to it. It's right. just kind of He's a weird... been serving the masses. He was doing this shit for fun. Probably. <laughs> I would. Dude, there's no way. There. Okay, 100%. Strike me down if this is a fucking lie. God, I hope it's not, God. I, that's like, I know I'm testing things I shouldn't, but... Jesus did this with a smile on his face, even if it wasn't like intentional. You, you can't be sneaking up on your boys <laughs> and, on the fuck and doing some crazy shit like this and not at least have a smirk, like just a little oh, yeah. like, oh, dude, this is gonna be so good. Like, I don't care how stoic you are or whatever, and we already know Jesus is—he's got to be a cool guy. Uh, yeah, you know, I he's hope got so. all these people following. He's got to have a sense of humor. And like, oh, yeah. and we not like we know he likes wine, so he's, he parties. He definitely likes to mess with people too. Yeah, we, so, we oh yeah, when he's walking and the strangers come up to him and they're like, "You heard of this Jesus guy?" And it's like, "Yeah, that, like, who, who are you talking about?" That's a later story, I think, in Matthew or yeah. Luke, where he does that. He he definitely messes with people. Yeah, there we're not there yet, but there's a point where they're like, "Jesus, you got to pay your taxes," and he's like, "I'm not gonna." I'm not going to pay my taxes. You have to. And he's like, you know what? Screw it. Hey, Peter, go go grab a fish out of the lake. What? Go grab a fish out of the lake. And he pulls the fish out. I was like, hey, look, taxes paid. Like so, he like Jesus has money, <laughs> but it's like he's just kind of tucked away. <laughs> well, he's like he's like I'm basically just like I'm not going to pay you with my money. <laughs> you 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 want me to pay my taxes? I'm not paying it out of my pocket. I'm gonna pay like pay you with that fish money, bitch. Fish money. Yeah. So I just put I, that in your pocket and smell it all day. Yeah, <laughs> some puked up fish money. But yeah, so My there, there's coins. no way he's walking across this lake, and he doesn't at least have a little grin on his face, like just knowing that these dudes are gonna freak the fuck out. He knows, yeah, because he could have called out and been like, "My sons, my my disciples," but he waits yeah. to like, "It's a ghost." He's like, "Ha ha, yeah, I, motherfuckers." This is not in my notes, by the way. I know some people have tried to talk about the idea that in the old Old Testament, like the ancient of days, yeah, the first uh, testament, the first testament, the <laughs> the really old stories, when it was written in a ancient Near Eastern context of ancient Mesopotamia, so that is Epic of Gilgamesh, that kind of time period, mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk about chaos monsters, and so you would have this idea that the water and the water sort of represented chaos mm-hmm. and we see this actually show up in the first chapters of genesis the very first book so very similar to other ancient near eastern myths myth theology i'm called mythology is it, it I, instead of mythology or theology i'm called mythology mythology i like I'm that. A new new term coin, coin trademark it. yeah write that shit down yeah we'll uh, put money on it tomorrow yeah so then the mythology of that time is that 
a conquering god would step or conquer or walk upon chaos, which would be represented by water. Mm. So some people have tried to say this. I have not seen um, that in contemporary Jesus time rabbinic literature. So that is, we're talking, I'm just going to throw it out there, probably around 2,000 years prior to Jesus, two to 1,000, 2,000 years prior to Jesus. So even, even if Matthew is trying to, uh, pardon the pun here, resurrect that idea, <laughs> then it's just, it's just not very recent or contemporary of the time of Jesus. But I, I do want to share that as an idea. I, again, just not very contemporary of the time of Jesus. Definitely. If they're like, they, they saw it and they're like, it's a ghost or a demon. I think one of the yeah. people was like, they, one of the other accounts, they're, I think it's another account. They're like, it's, it's a demon. <laughs> and so that's pretty funny to me is, is like, if they saw it and they thought it was a demon where they're like, ah, we've been casting out a lot of demons, right? It's come back. <laughs> come back. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. We knew they'd catch up sooner or later. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Jesus. That's it. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> Jesus it. now. Jesus. So, Maybe they thought it was a ghost because, like, the ocean spray and the waves, like, they can't really see all the way through. And then he's like, hey, take courage. Like, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. He says, ego e me, which in a lot of Christian churches that I hear, and if you're not familiar with this, it's okay. But in a lot of Christian churches, they're like, ego e me, which is I am. That's, like, the Greek phrase I am. Mm -hmm. And people go, oh, that is similar to the Old Testament or the Tanakh, where they're like, who should I tell God is? And, like, I am who I I am. am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, that's kind of a weird guess because ego me is what I would just say is like, hey, it's me, guys. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's probably uh, um, you should know my voice, you fucking idiots. <laughs> I heard one scholar who focuses a lot on Jewish language and things like that. He was just like, it'd just be like, uh, Hanani, like I'm here. Like that's probably what it was. It's yeah. probably just back back to the issue of translation of going from Aramaic to Greek. You end up with this is what the Greek would be, but it's like it doesn't necessarily mean that the <laughs> I heard I heard a lot of crying over here and I'm here guys. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, that would be the day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Heard y'all being little bitches. Yeah, exactly. It's like so You know what's funny is at this point they've seen so many miracles and yet they're still so quick to just forget. It like you think you've been traveling this dude for a while, you kinda have this like blanket around you where you're like, bro, we're we're traveling with the the fucking dude here. Like like here we're our best friend is like that guy and then all of a sudden they're on a boat and they're like ah i'd be like i mean i'd be on the side be like wait till jesus gets he's gonna fuck you up oh shit that is jesus what's up jesus you know it it wouldn't be like "Ah." it's like every situation they get into they're like oh we're screwed ah we can't do this i'd be like you wait till my boy gets here you are fucked like you wait you just wait till he finds out but i guess after that shit happened to john maybe they were shook now they're just like man we we could be the next in line he might just we might just be like the fucking like I was thinking, like, they're sailors, and they're definitely not thinking about Jesus. Jesus doesn't know anything about the ocean. He's not a fisherman. <laughs> He's just a carpenter. What does he know? Mm. So, I, I don't know. They're they're freaking out. Yeah. I totally get it. I like the idea of if Jesus is willing to let John go, yeah. who he loves, <laughs> We're his cousin. We're all expendable now. Right. right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to kill us just to make a point. <laughs> Fuck. Let's or go. maybe they were like, shit, it's Jesus. We got to get to the other side. <laughs> I'm going back to my fishing village. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and read 28 through 31 here. Let's keep going. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, <laughs> tell me to come to you on the water. 
Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Oh, wait, through 30. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You little, I mean, you of little <laughs> faith, he said. Why did you doubt? So, funny thing, this is the only biography of Jesus that includes this story. Ah. Others have him fa- walking across, but no one. I feel like Matthew's got a little something against old Peter. I, I, the other person <laughs> that does, if if it's not Matthew, John. John, <laughs> John writes, all right, side note on this. Um, there's a, this is the same John that's dead right now. He's no longer with us. Yeah. yeah. No, not, oh, sorry. Not John the Baptist. Sorry. Oh. John, the, uh, one of the 12. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah Some yeah, people yeah, think yeah. that he was the youngest of them all, but in the gospel of Mark. So Peter told Mark essentially what to write down. So the thing yeah, that Peter's way. like, all right, so here's what happened. Yeah. He's like, wait, didn't you go out like a bitch? You started sinking and shit. He's like, no, that's not what happened. That's Mark. <laughs> yeah. asshole that's not what happened you misremembered it dude that's not what happened right right <laughs> matthew's like that's not that's not the shit i saw i saw you going out like a bitch you're sinking real quick real fast like you had fucking cinder blocks on your feet bitch yeah and then uh john does not include it but yeah i like that i like that interpretation but yeah no no that's not how it happened that's not how it, shut up matthew it's not how it happened. uh don't you have something to count <laughs> You think Matthew knows how to tell stories? More of a numbers he guy. Slams the door. <laughs> All right, Mark. Now write this down. <laughs> uh, so this part is only about. So some people think again. Matthew made it up. Is <laughs> Peter obviously thinks Matthew made it up? He just wanted to make it look like an yeah. asshole. <laughs> uh, some people think that it was a post-resurrection account. So this happened after Jesus resurrected. Like that's why he like superpowers are walking on water yeah, yeah. or something. Or like that's why Peter was able to walk out. I don't know. But some people think it was like Jesus died, was resurrected. Spoiler alert. I guess resurrected and then this is during that 40 i think it's 40 days 40 or 50 days 40 days that jesus was on the earth also just because it's not included in the other accounts doesn't necessarily mean it never happened traditionally in christian circles this is considered a pretty like assumed as a true book oh this is yeah this is another one we all know yes all i mean when i say we all 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 of us indoctrinated you know yes yeah this is one that i'm familiar with that I never went to Sunday school, but this is definitely one that makes it into the sermon every year. That's the thing that makes it into the secular world. Like everybody, I swear, every go find one of your friends that doesn't believe and be like, but just who's familiar with who Jesus is, because there's a lot yeah. of people who haven't heard of Jesus. But like if, anybody who like knows the name Jesus, I would say at least thir- solid thirty percent are like, did you know he walked on water? Like, oh yeah, I've heard about that. Like that's a. Because it's like, because that became like a, a statement too, or it's right. like walking on water, like or something like I don't, you know. I've heard it in uh, in music. Um, I'm thinking of that Matt Nathanson Nathanson song where it says like, "If I could walk on water," like that. So it's definitely a very common idea or concept. Uh, so Peter asked the question, "If it is you," and that sort of contrast, I am. So Jesus like. It is me. I am. And then he's like, well, if it is you, so it's like a, it's a condition. Or the other one is it's a first class conditional, which is since it is you, because it is you, I can do this thing. Like You get what I'm saying? Like, it's a question of things. Actually, one of my favorite, you know, talking about like being in the secular world or like, you know, being kind of a common thing. One of my favorite not, uh, songs by CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival which you wouldn't think is one of my favorite bands, but um, like yeah. classic bands. But uh, uh, 
Walking on the Water. That's like one of their songs. And one of my favorites of their songs. Because everybody knows, like, oh, Fortunate Son. Yeah, yeah, that's what I know. But yeah, like, any of those older bands, listen to all the rest of the shit aside from radio stuff. There's a lot of gems, especially Zeppelin. Everybody's like, oh, Stairway to Heaven. I can't listen to Stairway to Heaven anymore because it's so played out. But they have a shitload of good songs. But like, yeah, CCR, Walking on the Water, that's one of my favorites. It has like one of the best breakdowns of really? all their songs. Okay. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm going to check that out. Sorry. We need we need to start a beer and Bible playlist. <laughs> anyway, uh, so thank you. You're right. This is a very well known story. So back to Peter seeing Jesus and like I like your thing of, of maybe Jesus is messing with him. Yeah. And Peter yells out, he's like, "If it is you," and that could be a contrast of Jesus saying, "I am." So Jesus is like, he's like, "Guys, don't don't freak out. It's me. I'm here." And and Peter, I don't know if he's skeptical, is like, "Well, if it is you, then let this happen," or if it's like. Well, because, like, since it is you, well, if it's you, then I guess I'm, this is okay. So, like, that's his next yeah. statement of, if it's you, if it's really, if he's skeptical, if it's really you, then I should be able to walk in water. Or, because it's you, then I want to do the thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're telling us to be just like you. I want to be like you. Yeah, it's like, how do you interpret him? Like, I always thought it, sound, it sounded like he was, like, testing him, like, if it really is you. But, yeah, I like what you're saying where it's like, oh, it's you. I'll be able to do this. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, like his faith comes back like immediately. <laughs> We're gonna die. And he's like, "Oh shit, it's Jesus." Yeah, I can... yeah. It it could be either <laughs> way. Like, I don't. Wait, know. I want to do that shit too. That's Jesus. Yeah. Can I come out there? <laughs> it's like the little kid. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. I want to do that. Can I come out there with you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I can. If you're doing it, I can do it. Like, let me come out there. <laughs> yeah. I love, gotta love Peter's like wackiness. Like, let's do this. Let's... <laughs> yeah. And then again, Jesus was messing with him. Like, all right, yeah, come on out. Uh, we're yeah, gonna let's see what you got, dog. Let's see. He's rubbing his hand. Let's see what that faith like. Yeah. All the fishermen are like, no, we saw what the fuck is in that water. That squid <laughs> grabbed my, smacked my brother's ass one time when we were pulling in a net. Big old giant ass squid reached across the boat, smacked him right on the booty. So he, he gets out of the boat, and we're not sure if like, how far he went. Like, did he get like two steps, one step, or he just go like straight in? <laughs> <He> just <laughs> went straight in. Straight in. Ah, this was a bad choice. Uh, <laughs> so he goes to step on there, but it does say that it's the, he sees the effects of the wind. The first thing that throws him off is he sees like, like what's going on around him. Not just the, the that. And then uh, Jesus was like very compassionate. Jesus starts with, why did you doubt? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you, you led like, with that. You're like very compassionate. I'm like, wait a minute, that was. And yeah, nah, I was talking like a dick, or not a dick, but he was like. Again, I, w- the way you've pitched it to me about like a bunch of guys sitting around. Oh yeah, I yeah. We, of, you just think of the fr- like our friend circle of like everybody's just razzing everybody all the time. <laughs> There's like a quick check to make sure that he's not seriously injured. Yeah, yeah. and then you fuck with him immediately, but, yeah. Yeah. Everybody so, starts laughing. Ah, Peter, going out like a bird. So he, like, you know, he, yeah, he's about to drown. <laughs> he goes under, he's, and she's like, why'd you doubt? And then picks him up, throws him back in the boat. <laughs> the way the story sort of reads, and again, we don't know how far he got out on there, on the water, but it almost reads like... Peter didn't have any problems until he saw the wind, until he was some sort of his reaction to it all. One of my questions that I struggle with, and this is just a, I don't think I have the time or the experience to answer this on the podcast. So this is one of those things as a lead questioner, I want to give you guys more questions to think about Mm -hmm. is what is the doubt that Jesus is calling out? Like, why didn't you, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Because is it really just mental assent? Um, The book of Matthew seems to have a deeper understanding of faith than just a mental ascent of, I just believe this. Like, is the problem that Peter just couldn't manifest 
the ability to walk on water? Is it really just like the power of if you just think it, it can happen? If you believe in jumbo jets, you get them? Because a lot of times when we see faith, and this is throughout the Old Testament and uh, the New Testament, so uh, the Tanakh and the Brit Harasha, I guess the New Covenant is the Hebrew there for that. Anyways, my thought or my question is, um, what what does Jesus mean that you didn't have faith? Is it that Peter could not mentally ascend to the concept? Is that all it comes to? and that's just because I might have a deeper, and maybe that's it. Maybe like, because I'm thinking of a deeper idea of faith, maybe just ha- lacking one third of it. You know, you, you've got a stool and if you take out one leg, the whole thing falls down. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I'm thinking. If a, the stool is made up of action, trust, and mental ascension to the concept that it could happen. So if he trusts Jesus and he uh, acts by actually getting out of the boat, and then that third leg and I'm as I'm saying this, I'm talking this question out with you guys. Is that third leg what just broke off and fell apart? So let's go ahead and read the next section. Now that I've given you that question. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. How many times has he got to convince these fools? Honestly, this is the first time it's happened. Because we've talked about Jesus being the son of man. We've never called him the son of God. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. This is also the very first time that the disciples worship him. Mm. In Judaism, there are three things that only God can do. Earlier, we had the conversation about the whole demon thing when the Pharisees or the Sadducees or whichever, I think it was the Pharisees. Anyways, whichever group was like, hey, the power that Jesus has is actually the power of the devil. He is doing this by the power of Beelzebub. That's right. Because in Judaism, there are powers that Satan can mimic. So healing people, Satan could mimic healing. But Of course, that's his favorite thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Always make people healthier. Yeah. But the, one of the things that Satan cannot do is control the weather. So that if you look at the Tanakh, you have God controlling the weather. You never have any other gods controlling the weather. So the rabbis had come up with this idea that there are a few things. And one of them was to resurrect somebody from the dead. So we're going to see Jesus doing those sort of things. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, a lot of the public miracles he's been doing so far are healing people and casting out demons and things like that. So the rabbis were like, this could easily be Jesus the sorcerer. This could be Jesus doing things by the power of Satan. Um, The devil, for anyone's like, Satan, huh? (laughs) The devil. The devil, Lucifer, Satan. Yeah. Me sometimes. I'm I'm pretty sure you're able to rattle off more names for Satan than you are for Jesus, probably. <laughs> we were watching this <coughs> show the other day. There, Stacy was Percy Jackson or something yeah. like that. And um, the his little like goat boy that follows him around is a satyr. <laughs> a satyr? Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The little goat people that have like are have are consistently are constantly erect. Like back in like I think it was the Greek version of them was like they were little like troublemaker demons that were like constantly had a boner. <laughs> When you said Seder, I thought you were talking about the Jewish dinner. Oh, sorry. I, I, well, they call it Seder, but it's like if you look at the, um, the uh, the writing, the yeah, the captions. It's like the S A I possibly like T Y R or T R. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was. Yeah, not not because that's what Stacy said. Isn't that the thing with the <laughs> celebration? I'm like, no, that's spelled differently. Yes. Yes. Whoa. This is why, like, knowing which languages are said in which is, like, very important because those are two yes. very different oh, terms. Oh, yeah, very different, yeah. So, all right, so Jesus gets out. He, he 
he feeds 5,000 and people are not like, no one's worshiping him yet, right? Then Jesus walks in water. No one worships him. It's not until he, in front of his 12 disciples, he controls the wind and the waves. Um, that is a power that only God has. Now, I, I'm going to just bring into question standard uh, Orthodox Christian thoughts. How Don't, dare you? How fucking dare you? Not on this podcast. When I say that Jesus is now displaying power of God, we have to understand that Elijah also prayed and God uh, then brought uh, weather. Like he brought storms and rain mm-hmm. in, a, in, a tire, uh, in a time that was a dry season. So now what we do not have here is included in the Matthew account of Jesus praying. He actually speaks directly to the wind and the waves. So is this the absolute one single verse or one single idea to, to confirm that Matthew was trying to say that Jesus equals God? I don't know. At the same time, I also want to be aware that we are missing any verse saying that Jesus prayed in the wind and the waves calmed down. Yeah. And especially, I think it's either, I think it's in John, he speaks to the wind and waves. See, that's what I remember like growing up on was that he, he spoke and, and it was done or he spoke right. and, and then it was calm. But yeah, here yeah. it's just like they got to the boat and it was chill. Yeah. And, and I don't want to get into that conversation of it right now. Right. It's the uh, whole like. Yeah. And I, you could also say that John uh, uh, might be pointing more towards that, but Matthew might not be. Where John might be like, this is really important. I want people to understand yeah. this. John's like, hey, he controlled the weather. And Matthew's just like, just rem- don't forget about Peter looking like a fucking chump out there. Yes. He's like, fo- that's the focus. Don't worry about the storm or Jesus. Just remember Peter. Remember mm-hmm. the ye a little faith shit. Yes. <laughs> he's, just, he's just being mean to Peter. And, and, notice, <laughs> no, I'm just and like, notice that Matthew, it was they're saying they worshiped him, and this is the first time they call him a son of God. So they didn't say that you are God. They didn't mm-hmm. say you are son of God. So I think that is another point of division uh, worth being open to or being aware of. Maybe not open to, just being aware of the way that the Matthew account is going to differ from the Johannine account. Mm. That's the John account. All right, so what I did want to bring up is that as we get focused on Jesus walking on water, as we focus on Peter getting out and walking in water and sinking in, if you were to ask me what what is the most important part from my standpoint and where I'm looking at this, the biggest thing is Jesus calming the storm and then the response of the disciples. This is the first time in the book of Matthew that they are worshiping Jesus and that they are uh, calling him a son of God. Which now moves us into that's crazy. I never realized that. Yeah, it's that's why that's why we do this. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, and that's going to lead us into what I'm really excited about. Um, I'm going to call it the Jewish midpoint of the book. Hmm. There are going. To, I'm going to say that there are two. This is my opinion, guys. There are two midpoints of the book of Matthew, and we are hitting into the beginning. First section of chapter 15 will be what I would call the Jewish midpoint, and so we are ending with. It's, it's pretty cool. Like the verse before we get into that story is they worshiped him and called him the son of God. But you'll have to tune in for that next time when we pick up in the book of Matthew. Yeah. For a change. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Thank you guys so much. Find us on Instagram. Recommend our podcast to other people. Yeah. We really want to grow and get, get our audience. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Also, look for stuff that we do on, on Instagram. Um, yeah, we are at Beer and Bible Show. Look for The Mug and the Cross. And again, I don't know how you're listening right now, but we are on Spotify. That's another easy way to share. You yes. can hit the share button, send it through like a text link, messenger, however. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>